At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa Dev, Fubo, Slate, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Uh, Elliot Bowman in for Matt Neverett, who was in for Jeff Parlay this week. Jeff still under the weather. Um, getting better, I think. Uh, I don't know. We'll check on it. Not, 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 not the vid. He's all right. Negative there. So just your common, uh, your common cold. And we hope Jeff gets better quick. How you doing, Elliot? You good this morning? Yes. He's good. He's good. It's off air, but he's good. Probably shouldn't talk to somebody off air. <laughs> That's probably a good thing for me. Going up, Bill Krakenberger coming up uh, next uh, hour. We'll get into lots of things unscripted with the Crackman, including I mentioned earlier this week. Uh, I used to be part of this uh, off the grid survivor, highly uh, off-the-grid survivor thing back in the day on the East Coast. Something that started in New York, trickled down through Philly, down to D.C. years ago. I'm curious if uh, the crack man was part of it as well. We weren't uh, organizing it, but just this massive pool that got uh, scuttled by the feds years ago. We'll get into that. Will Hill later this hour, host of the New York City cast. We'll talk all things basketball and beyond with uh, Will Hill. Dr. Bob will join us as well. Bob stole the great Bob stole uh, next segment and uh, for a couple segments. Bob, uh, who who gave us that great nugget earlier this week that has already manifested twice 2-0 and in conference tournaments, which is the worst team in these conference tournaments, especially in these small conference tournaments, up against teams that have a 400 win percentage or better, historically cover the spread at, a, at an unbelievable rate. And we've already got that done uh, twice now. So we'll talk about that, including IUPUI, which only had five players. I know they were down a whole bunch, but got it done nonetheless. Uh, let us begin with the great Greg Peterson, though. Uh, he is a volume shooter with his college basketball picks. Used to be a volume shooter on the dating apps, but now he's a one-woman man, but still a volume shooter with the picks. It's Greg Peterson. How you doing, Greg? Oh, I am doing terrific, Gil. It is the best month out of the year, and it is great to be joining you. Thank you. I I was told by people that you are like you are so tired because you are not sleeping. Is that true? Like, are you getting any sleep these days? Oh, I'm not sleeping, but I'm not tired because of it. It's just one of those cases in which it's a normal everyday occurrence for me. All right, so let me just say this. So uh, yesterday I waxed about uh, my love for the Carolina-Duke rivalry, how I grew up in the middle uh, mid-Atlantic region of the country, middle of ACC and Big East country. Does it, does it mean anything, obviously, last game for Coach K, regular season-wise anyway, between Duke and Carolina? Does that rivalry mean anything to you? How old are you? 
I am 28 years old, going to be 29 at the end of the month, and it still means something to me. Duke versus North Carolina, it is the most historic rivalry in all of college basketball. Now, when it comes to Duke versus North Carolina, it's not going to be the most important game of this year because North Carolina, well, they just have not been a great team this year. They're probably going to find their way somehow, some way into the NCAA tournament. Committee's going to find a way to be able to put them in, but certainly North Carolina's a little bit down, but at the same time, separated by fewer than 10 miles, all the national championships, all the final fours, all the pageantry of both of those teams. It still means a whole heck of a lot of something that is going to be an intense game on Saturday. Yeah, the ACC. It ain't your mom and dad's ACC. It ain't your, it ain't your grandfather and grandmother's ACC. Let's put it that way. It's just not the conference, <clears throat> obviously, that it once was. So um, here also, because I want to sort of bridge the gap here. Do you know who came up with the term March Madness, Greg? Do you know who came up with that term? I believe that that would be our very own Brent Musburger. Yes. Do you know who came up with Midnight Madness to start the season? Do you know which coach in, in uh, college basketball did that back in the day? A little trivia with Greg Peterson here to start things off. I would like to say that was Dean Smith, but I am not sure on that. Lefty Drizel, University of Maryland. I can coach, baby. He thought he was gonna. He thought he was gonna have a UCLA dynasty at Maryland. Didn't quite work out that way. Probably watched the LN bias thirty for thirty to see how it ended. Um, and then one question, which I'll let you think about for the next seven minutes when we talk about today, which is, and Todd Wishnev threw this at me: uh, the only school to have two consecutive number one picks in the NBA draft. Here are your hints. It was before your lifetime. Hint number two is before my lifetime. Okay. Now, for today, we'll go get the answer here at the end of the segment. Uh, for today, we already talked about the the, uh, the tournaments that start today, one of which, of course, is the uh, West Coast Conference here in Vegas at the Orleans. Um, we've also, we also talked about how the Sun Belt, Missouri Valley, those conference tournaments uh, and those markets when you were on earlier this week. But the Southern starts today, Colonial and Summit League tomorrow. I'm curious in those markets if you have any thoughts. I think that the Southern is going to be one of the best conference tournaments that we do wind up seeing because you've got so much exciting scoring. You've got Chattanooga as a favorite out there, and rightfully so. If you haven't seen Chattanooga, they've got a guy by the name of Malachi Smith. He's able to give you 21 points, six boards, right around three and a half assists. Shoots over 40% from three. Chattanooga is a good team. They went on the road. They knocked out VCU earlier in the year. We thought Loyola Marymount was going to be a good team. Loyola Marymount turned out to be a little bit of a rooney They're playing today in the West Coast Conference Tournament, but they got things cracking to begin the year. Eight-point underdog. They go on the road. They go to the West Coast. They wind up getting a win out there as well. When it comes to Furman, that's another team that you would want, probably want to be taking note of as well. It's a team that has been able to pull off some upsides throughout the years. You've got a bunch of guys that do a good job of being able to shoot it from three. And a guy by the name of Jalen Slauson, who's able to give you a triple-double on any given night. 15 points, seven boards, four assists. I personally am going to be playing these game by game just because when it comes to the futures in a lot of these, I do feel like you're able to get a little bit more value with a lot of these conference tournaments if you wind up doing either what I'm going to be doing game by game or if you wind up doing a rollover when you wind up being like one unit on the team that you think is going to be able to win the conference tournament. You put that on the money line. If they wind up winning, you just keep rolling it over. I find that that can actually yield typically a better payout and you wind up getting a little bit of bad protection. Guy winds up going out with an injury, something like that. But I do think that you are going to have a lot of really high quality basketball out there in the Southern Conference and Arch Madness. 
always seems to get crazy. I mean, I don't think we're going to see any of the teams in day one wind up making this deep of a run, but who knows? I mean, Illinois State is a team that wound up holding within single digits against Wisconsin on the road earlier this year, and they've got a guy by the name of Antonio Reeves that gives you 21 points per game and shoots 40% from three. So we're going to see some high-quality basketball in both of those conference tournaments. All right, Missouri Valley, Sunbelt, West Coast, they all tip off tonight, Southern tomorrow night. Tonight, uh, tonight also uh, Atlantic Sun, Horizon Quarters, Ohio Valley Quarters, Patriot Quarters, those all continue as well. So I'm going to go off the grid for the first one, none, none of those conference tournament games. But Illinois and Penn State, Penn State plays like a, you know, a sloggy kind of basketball game. You have a position on the total here. Is it still in play or has it gone too far? It's still in play. I want to bring this up for DK Nation. I do one of these write-ups every single day. I want to be siding with the under. When I wrote this up, I was seeing it at 134. As of right now, seeing it at DraftKings, it's still at 133 and a half. So we really haven't seen a lot of movement there. And heck, even at like a 130, I would still be taking a look at the under because when it comes to this Penn State team, they are out of 358 D1 teams in the bottom 20 with regards to possessions per game. And on the road, it's even worse. 350 out of 358 D1 teams. Penn State has broken the 70-point plateau once since January 5th, and I believe that that was a game that wound up going to double overtime against Iowa. So this is a team that is not scoring whatsoever. They're going up against an Illinois team that, well, they themselves may be able to get their offense going a little bit more. But with that said, I do think that things are going to be a little bit more controlled because both teams have good rebounders. John Rahr and Kofi Coburn, both in the top 15 with regards to rebounds per game with Coburn being able to give you 21 and a half points, right around 11 and a half boards per game. Illinois is a team that does an okay job of being able to guard the three. Nothing great nothing terrible. I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job in this game. And Penn State, they don't allow you to get second chances. On the road, they allow opponents to pull in 21.7% of their misses for an offensive rebound. Ranks in the top 40 in all of college basketball. So this is the spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under. And then when it comes to spread, I do wind up saying mine a little bit closer to 12. So seeing pretty much 12 and a half across the board, I'm taking the points with Penn State as well. Okay. And your favorite pick other than that tonight, either conference, play, either conference tournament play or otherwise? When it comes to what we're going to be getting out there with this Cal versus Arizona State game, I do think that 126 and a half to 127 and a half, depending on where you're looking, it's a little bit too low. Got an Arizona State team that's been really bad with regards to their offense. But if you take a look at them last five or so games, ever since they wound up being able to pull off that triple overtime win over UCLA, it's actually been a much better team. And this is a Cal team that now they're without Andre Kelly, their main post presence, give them 13 and a half points. Five and a half rebounds per game. Arizona State starting to really do a good job of being able to get Jay Heath along with DJ Horn going. They combine for about 22 points per game. They shoot from three-point range, about 40% from three-point range. So I do think that you're going to get a lot more scoring. I actually saw this just dip down to 125 and a half at Drake King, so even better. I think the total should be north of 130, so I like that over. Um, what do you think about my Pepperdine play tonight? Pepperdine plus the points against San Diego, West Coast Conference. I don't know if I could get there with Pepperdine. This is a bad team that, let's call it what it is, they are really utilizing a lot of young guys, and they're coached by Lorenzo Romar, so that doesn't necessarily help you out there. <laughs> Meanwhile, you take a look at San Diego, you do have a couple guys that are able to put the ball in the basket, Marcellius Erlington along Chase Townsend. They combine for 25 points per game. They shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range of Pepperdine. Top 50 with regards to tempo. Bottom 50 with regards points a lot on a per possession basis. That is not a good combination. I was willing to lay up to six and a half here in San Diego, so I wanted siding with the Toreros. Okay, I'm on. I'm on the waves. Uh, Pepperdine uh, with uh, Houston Millette and Mike Mitchell, two really good guards, but young guards. 
absolutely. Uh, they're at least a year or two away at that school. And uh, I guess what you're saying is Romar's not an X's and O's guy. Is that what you're suggesting, Greg? Was that what, was that what you were nah. hinting? Yeah. Okay. Good recruiter, though. Good recruiter. A good maker of men. Maybe not an X's and O's guy. Okay, here's the answer to your trivia question. Once again, uh, the only school to have uh, to produce two consecutive number one picks, first picks in the NBA, in the NBA draft. Any idea? I'll guess San Francisco. That's a good guess, by the way. Nice, tr- nice try at that. Uh, Duquesne. The only reason I know this because Wishnev asked me this over over a vacation. I had no idea. Duquesne, 1955-1956, to the Milwaukee Hawks and the Rochester Royals consecutively. Greg, Dick Ricketts and Sahugo Green. Dick Ricketts, Greg, and Sahugo Green. <laughs> back to back years. Holy Rick. Which is kind of an amazing trivia question, right? Because in the one-and-done era, you would think some school would have that happen, right? Back-to-back years these days. Maybe. Hasn't happened ever since. Interesting. That's crazy. Greg, go back to bed. Greg Peterson, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you, Gil. At GUnit underscore 81 for a volume of college basketball picks as well. Coming back, the great Dr. Bob Stoll. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Gil Alexander on v the Sports Betting Network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. This is BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from uh, The Real Joby with Indian Wells next week. Will there be a Megapod previewing the tournament? Would love the Mount Rushmore of tennis handicapping perspective. He's talking about Dan Weston. He's talking about Drew Densick. Um, Man, I'd love to make that happen. So next week would be the week before March Madness. Yeah, I think we could fit that in. Let me see if I can uh, round them all up. Round them all up, do a little Indian Wills. Uh, tennis is de facto fifth major. Uh, this is from Mile High David. Mile High David. Did uh, Greg Peterson just say Buster Rooney? The yes on Buster Rooney cashes at plus 2,500. What is the yes on Dick Ricketts being mentioned on this show? Where is the, what is that cash at? Plus, plus 5,000. Uh, number one draft pick out of Duquesne in 1955, we learned this morning. All right, Dr. Bob, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Stoll, uh, pioneer in using predictive algorithms to predict the uh, results 
of uh, of oh we ha- no actually we actually have Bob coming up. Can we call Bob? I'm sorry. I my no, it's my bad. We'll get we'll call Bob. We'll get Bob on here. In the meantime, while we're doing that, can I? Uh, that's my that's my mistake. Can we do some tennis picks since we brought up the tennis tweet right there? Why don't we do some tennis picks this morning? Because I actually have two today. I was going to save them for a little later, but uh, since we're efforting Bob, I'll give the tennis pick. So there is an indoor tournament in Lyon, France, and there is an outdoor tournament in Monterey in Mexico. Uh, the uh, the one in, on the indoor court is this morning. It's about 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is a big dog play. Christina Buxa, I believe, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Christina Buxa, plus 218 against Diana Yastremska. No relation to the great Carl Yastremski or Mike Yastremski. But it is Christina Buxa, plus 218 against Diana Yastremska. So we're fading Yastremski with Buxa, plus 218. That's what I got her last night. You could still, you could still get her above $2. Um, not quite plus 218, but I, th- I see some plus 207s out there. Best price available. Uh, I would still play it. Anything down about plus 180. Uh, she should not be nearly this big of a dog. I'm not so so sure she should be a big, uh, you know, even a medium-sized dog. Her numbers uh, historically on uh, the indoor hard courts, very good by comparison to Yastremska. So we're taking a flyer on books at plus 218, more than just a flyer in my humble opinion. And then tonight, uh, this one's a little chalky for some, not for me. Marie Buskova, minus 152 against Petra Martic. Petra Martic, this is in Monterey on the outdoor hard courts. Petra Martic just pulled off an amazing upset of Madison Keys uh, in this tournament. Madison Keys was, I believe, the short shot to win that tournament, but Martic won that generally because Keys was so erratic, not because she did anything. And by the way, Buskova's numbers far superior. So the two picks of the day in tennis, one early, one late, Christina Buxa, in Lyon this morning, Marie Buscova in Mexico later today. Dr. Bob, ladies and gentlemen, at drbobsports, drbobsports.com, joins us now, the great Bob Stoll. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. I'm popular on Twitter all of a sudden because of that play on bad teams angle. Isn't, isn't so? This is we should talk about this for a second because we'll get to your picks and you yeah. have you have some picks there. But this is. It's sort of like we're so happy, right? Like we're happy that it's two and zero so far, but it does and and seven and seven and zero last year. after I gave it out, but yes, yeah, go ahead. It's seven and zero last year, but we're also very keenly aware that despite its tremendous historical run prior to this seven and zero and two and zero, that had it gone zero and two in these last two picks, not a single person would say a word, right? Right, exactly. And they would say, oh, well, trends uh, don't mean anything. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Based on a two-game sample, I mean, that's a gambler's mentality com- compared to a, uh, you know, investor's mentality. And, you know, there are some people who are, you know, smart guys and, and have some success betting on sports, and they don't believe in any kind of trends or situational analysis at all. It's not like I base my – in general, I don't base my bets on, on trends. I have math models that do really well, so I base my stuff on that. Mostly, conference tournaments are a different animal. I've been keeping track mm-hmm. of you – know, I, I give a rating. I, I you know, run all the angles, and I give a rating from, from zero to five on what I call the technical analysis and how strong it is for, for each game. Now, I've kept track of this for 20 years. So it's not like I'm backspinning. Oh, look at this angle! It's 150 and 70 against the spread. Blah blah blah. No, I've, I've actually had ratings on these before the games have been played. I put a rating on it, and I keep track of the ratings over the years. 
fours and fives in the conference tournaments are, are 59% over many, many, many years, which is why I've been so good historically in the conference tournaments. So this is the one time I will base some bets. As long as the line is fair, I'll play these situations in the conference tournaments that I've uncovered that have worked for years. And it also speaks to the fact that, that sports betting is never static, right? From sport to sport, it's different. From different time of year within a sport to different time of year, it's different. So, like you just said, this is a different animal for whatever reason. And, it, and it's not for whatever reason. It's sort of intuitively we understand that it's this new birth season. And so you do have to sort of think of this little moment during the year conference tournaments a little differently. By the way, the two teams that have now done this, and what we're talking about, for those who are wondering, uh, who missed it earlier this week, uh, you can spell out. What, what is the parameters of this, Bob? Yeah, it was the, the trend in general is to play on teams that have been horrible in conference. And the, the cutoff point is, is less than 150. Teams that have won less than 15% of their conference games as long as they're facing a team that's won more than 40%, because if they're playing another bad team, that other bad team is going to get up for the game regardless of how bad their opponent is. But when you're talking about a really bad team playing a team that was greater than 400 in conference play, the greater than 400 conference teams probably looking ahead. They've probably already beaten this team a couple times. They know they suck. They're probably looking ahead to the next round. And as of through you know yesterday when Charleston Southern won, the Angles now 115-68-1 against the spread, just playing on a sub-150 conference team against a, com- against a team with a conference win percentage of greater than 400. Now 9-0 and the last two seasons, 115-68 and 68 going back 40 years. You know, actually 30 years. So, and it's, so it was IUPUI and Charleston Southern so far this uh, spring. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, when we get to your picks, is, there, is, are, is one of the picks also in that category or no? Well, Pepper, Pepperdine applies today, ah, and yes. I haven't I haven't played it. Okay, I did. Um, well, it's okay, but uh, they have well three starters ha- did not play the last game. Uh, one Fisher's out for the season; he's been out for a little bit. Uh, Zedek and and Smith are starters who did not play the previous game. They're both questionable, and Maxwell Lewis, who was coming off the bench and is their best player. Uh, he got hurt a couple weeks ago, and he's out for the season. So um, they are a little bit banged. I think if Zedek and Smith play, I think the line is fair at plus four. And I don't know why they did not play the last game. Um, Zedek, I think, had the flu. Uh, I don't know why Jade, Jade Smith didn't play, but uh, he's questionable. Too. So it's kind of kind of a wait and see on that one. I, I want to check the lineups and and see who's, who's going to be playing. I can, game, I, can, so. I, can, um, <clears throat> I can ask for you because I have a little contact on the Pepperdine team, by the way. So, and I came to my pick independently of, of knowing that that fit in. But when you mentioned it the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, it does fit into the Dr. Bob um, angle as well. So I felt good about it. But we'll see. Pepperdine uh, plus four. But I'll see what the uh, story is with the, with the players here later in the day. By the way, I just want to say, before we get to your picks, and we'll do those right after the break, we only have a couple minutes here prior to the break, but uh, I had uh, Ed Golden on from Right Angle Sports earlier on this week. It was the first time he's ever been on the show. I was thrilled to have him. I, I consider you two guys sort of pillars uh, in providing uh, information on, on your picks throughout the years. Um, and... He gave you credit because we got into the whole subject of 
the challenges of releasing because you guys have so much impact on the market and market moves when you release your picks. He gave you a shout out because he was like, we basically stole the whole idea from Dr. Bob about how to time our releases after a while. So he said he's had to, he's had to have that evolve, but he gave, he gave you an assist on that uh, big time because he was like, yeah, you, you can't just do it conventionally. You have to sort of game the game in other words. Yeah, in a way, you know, and it's gotten where, you know, first, you know, releasing each play one at a time, and then it's uh, got to release earlier in the day because people are anticipating what I might be on because, you know, certain teams I'm on or against with some regularity. It depends um, on, the, on the rotation. But, uh, yeah, you have to do it earlier in the day, and you have to release each game one at a time so people can get there. You can't just send out an email with five plays. I mean, the lines will be moving all over the place, and people will be scrambling to try to get down, and they won't be able to get down on all five unless they have a team of people. Um, so yeah, it's tough. And Ed's a good guy. I've talked to him in the past, and we have a good relationship. And been on a podcast together years ago. So that yeah, was nice that he uh, had some nice words. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that you two have a great relationship because you know how you know how this little corner of the world can be, Bob. Where everybody not only wants to tell you how great they are and how bad everybody else is. I love that you two guys have a, a good relationship. But well, I think that's a, that's a sign of being an alpha male is truly not being not being intimidated by other alpha males, right? I, I would think there's some truth to that for sure. Dr. Bob's picks of the day coming back on the other side here. College basketball, small conference tournaments. What a great time of year it is. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson on every key team, conference and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Did I look up there moments ago and it was a different price? I think I did. It's $19. Guaranteed, vison.com slash madness. We get tweets uh, at beating the book. Again, always appreciate the uh, the running feedback. That's for sure. Ray Gray Fox, odds makers agree with your take on Pepperdine plus four, pretty low number for a one uh, number one conference winning team, or a one or par- pardon me for a one conference winning team. Pardon me. Uh, Spike Magruder, I just got plus 215 at DraftKings. He's talking about the tennis pick this morning on Christina Buxa, which uh, starts about two hours from now, that one in Lyon, France. Remember the two tennis picks today, Buxa and Buscova. That shouldn't be too hard to remember. Buxa and Buscova. Uh, And this one from Jeff Levine, and we'll bring in Dr. Bob for this. He said, Gil, I have uh, Bob's system at 3-0. Can you please ask why North Alabama versus Florida Gulf Coast did not qualify? Thanks, Jeff. Jeff, we'll take it to, uh, to the source. Dr. Bob, why didn't that one qualify? Well, it might have. I just might have missed it. Uh, you know, for sure. I thought North Florida would have qualified, but there must have been some subset of that that I didn't play it. Oh, um, I see. It's possible. I mean, if they were sub 150 in Florida Gulf Coast, certainly greater than 400 in conference, then there must have been some reason that I didn't. So maybe I just didn't didn't cross my mind. So you, maybe it is three you now. You purged it from your brain because of some other reason. So it might be. Three, yeah, though. I might have. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah, ha- you have let's get let's get right into it because there's a lot of college basketball tournament games and non-tournament games alike uh, tonight. Some here in Vegas, by the way, the tournament side, obviously the West Coast Conference. But you have four picks. 
two of which are sort of teetering, two uh, tremendously playable. Let's start with the ones that are teetering. What do you got first? Well, this one's actually pretty solid. I played right state, and this is one where the line is the line is fair at the very minimum. Um, in fact, even conference games only get right state by six. The line was four this morning when I released the play. This was a, just a great situational play. And I talked about the technical analysis ratings that I put on all these games, and this was a uh, you know Golden Ghost on a scale of zero to five. This would have been a six. So <laughs> right state is about a, about a about a. As good a combination of technical analysis as you can possibly get, the line is at least fair. I played it at minus four, and it's good up to minus five, and it's sitting at minus four and a half right now. So Wright State, uh, I, I played this morning, so that's still good. All right, the Raiders of Wright State against uh, the Golden Grizzlies of Oakland in that one. Let me just and let me just clarify for folks because when you say technical analysis versus the other stuff, so and you'll correct me if I'm wrong here. The technical analysis you're referring to sort of as the trends that is different from your model. That's the correct uh, distinction. Right, right. And I look at the model as long as usually something's like I said, a four or a five technical analysis. And I get technical. I was a I was a stock, you know, a stock analyst in college. I was statistics with a finance emphasis. Technical analysis is a use a term they use in finance. Some people call it trend analysis or situational analysis or whatever. But I've always called it technical analysis, you know, taking from the financial world. But yeah, so that's just patterns, you know, trends. Some of the stuff I've talked about, um, and in conference terms, like I said, you know. Games that I've marked as a four or five rating are fifty nine percent over twenty years in the conference tournament. So I tend to play those at the line is fair, and that's the case with Wright State. Okay, so both of those, both the the model and the technical analysis, uh, dovetail nicely on Wright State, which is a uh, Horizon Conference round two tournament game. What is number two, sir? Uh, the other one that still has pretty good value is Moorhead State in the Ohio Valley against Tennessee Tech, who played last night. Um, Moorhead uh, qualifies in some good situations, and there is some line value here. I make a model makes the line nine and a half, and uh, there, there's a, you know, pretty good patterns that favor Moorhead State here. Um, and so I took Moorhead State minus seven and a half this morning. It's up to minus eight, and it's good up to minus eight. You still have. I just want to sort of again pull back the curtains as much as I can with uh, with what you do, just from my experience. Uh, working with you for so many years, which is you have, you know, some of these things that you're willing to give publicly, like the one we were talking about, teams that are below 150 uh, win percentage-wise versus teams that are with 400 win percentage and over. And then there are some that are so good, both in basketball, say, and in football, that you never talk about them publicly, right? Right, like this right state. There's a situation in conference tournament. It's the record. Is 334, 175, and 8 against the spread. And it's been about 63% since I found it many years ago. And so it continues to win. And there's a subset that applies to Wright State that's 95 and 17 against the number. So that subset, you know, is, is about as good as it gets. And there's a couple other things uh, that uh, there's a double revenge angle. Oakland has double revenge. And as you know, sometimes double revenge can be a negative, and in this case, it is. Um, so there's, there's a couple things. Plus, there's a home team, conference tournament home team angle on right State. There's a there's a, a whole bunch of stuff that all points toward right State. So that's why, as long as the line was fair, which I think it is, I thought right State was a good play. All right, so right right State, and then Moorhead State. Uh, you like laying the points against Tennessee Tech, that a Ohio Valley Conference tournament round two game, and then there's a there's a couple others. Where do you stand on these? Yeah, a couple others that now are borderline as far as making as far as the best bet. I mean, my own play is a little bit smaller. I released Indiana State 
uh, also in the Ohio Valley at, at plus two this morning. It's down to plus one. I think it's going to come back up to plus one and a half, which would be you know better. So you might want to wait on that one if you like that. A uh, situation where another one where the line is fair in the technical analysis, the patterns favor Indiana State. Um, I played it based on that. Plus, immediate revenge tends to work. They just lost by 20 to Illinois State in the last game. A lot of variance in that game, and sort of like a scrimmage because teams were locked into their seeds already. Uh, but immediate revenge is a positive thing in the conference tournaments as well. So Im- we have that going for Immediate so, revenge, meaning that's the last team they played? They just played. Gotcha. They both teams, the last the last game both teams played were against each other. Immediate revenge is a, is a positive in the conference tournament. All right, the Sycamores of Indiana State, uh, two-point dogs against Illinois State. That one, uh, uh, yeah, it's down to it's down to plus one, but I think it's going to go back up to one and a half. So if you're going to play, go ahead and wait on that. Okay, another Missouri Valley Conference game, and the other one, the last one. The other one, yeah, it's an extra game. It's um, the regular schedule. Mass Lowell's taking on Hartford. Uh, the line was plus two when I released Mass Lowell. Hartford uh, down to plus one. There's still there's still value at plus one. Uh, Hartford lost their best player, Hunter Marks, uh, a few weeks ago. They played okay without him. Some of that is variance. In the last game, Austin Williams did not play. Another starter and one of their better players. Uh, he he missed the last game. Um, Moses Flowers, another starter and a solid player, um, point guard. He missed the last two games. Um, it's possible that neither play. But even if Marks, even if it's only Marks that's out, that's worth about a point. If the other two guys are out, add another point and a half to that. So it's sort of a, if Marks is out, eh, I like it. There's some value. If, if Williams and Flowers are both out, then we've really got some value. So I took the plus two sort of straddling those two possibilities. i uh, figuring there's value at the very least and good value if Flowers and Williams don't play. You might want to wait. At this point, the line's down to one. So why don't you check the lineups and see if Williams and Flowers are playing. If they both are, then don't don't play it at plus one, but the line will probably go back up to two, in which case I think it's okay. All right, UMass Lowell gets Hotford, as they said up a New England, terrible New England accent, pardon me, but you're on UMass Lowell in that one. Okay, last thing, because we only have uh, about 90 seconds here, Bob. I, I, I got into this a little bit with Ed from uh, Right Angle earlier in the week. I'm curious, I haven't spoken to you about this this year, although I think I have in previous seasons, which is, have you noticed with the college basketball market, and obviously this evolves over time, obviously you have release challenges as well, but just in terms of when you release, uh, is that static? Have you had to bring it back earlier and earlier? Do you do overnights at all? Uh, where do you stand on that based on how market, I'll use the word manipulation, uh, is involved now? Well, I don't do overnights. So I think it's unfair. Um, I, I wish I could. Uh, and uh, I, I do even better, but I just think it's unfair to clients. A lot of people don't have overnights, or limits are so low, and I've got a lot of you know, syndicates that buy my stuff, and they'd be pissed at me if I was betting overnight. Um, but in the last four years, I started releasing games starting at 6.30 a.m. Pacific, because what I noticed is after limits go up, um, you know, 7 o'clock at some books, 8 o'clock Pacific at others, then decided that I don't like that hit. So I'm waiting for limits to go up, to be fair to my clients, and half the games I would have better are no longer bettable. And so, well, I'd rather have my clients betting less and playing more games at better lines than betting half as many games at worse lines. So I started releasing at 6.30, and since then it's been 
than rainbows and sunshine, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's made a huge. It's made a huge difference. So more game- performance getting the early number. But yeah, oh, uh, trust me, I, I remember. You know, it happened in baseball too. So earlier, more games, lower limits. That has worked out better uh, for everyone. Yeah, and, so, and some books have some books have full limits up. You know, yeah. at, at at six o'clock Pacific. So it's not like I'm straddling everybody and everybody has to play small amounts. I mean, a lot of books nowadays have have pretty full limits that early in the morning. So yeah. I just prefer to release most of my games. I release starting at six thirty a.m. Pacific, and there's some games during the during the okay. day that I release later, depending on injuries or line moves. But thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man, Doctor Bob. Everybody. All right, Gil. Good talking to you. You too. Numbers game. Will Hill next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet on more than the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account, create your best parlay before the game starts. If you're new to BetMGM, sign up today and make your first bet risk free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. Plus, You'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. One game parlay not available in Washington, D.C. I'll, I'll let you do one-game parlays in D.C. That's just D.C., man. Get it together with the whole betting thing. It's the, the latest knock on D.C. betting, if you're into that kind of thing. We get tweets at being the book. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Dr. Bob is correct about the trading world. Pattern recognition and technical analysis uh, in markets. Got the dog tennis play plus 210. Thank you. Uh, and then a slew of tweets, Jordan Pagel, Tom F., J-Law, all informing me that Ed at Right Angle Sports is, is Oppo Pepperdine there on San Diego. That that line will be moving momentarily if it hasn't already. probably has already. You'll be a pe- get Pepperdine plus many more points if you uh, on the Pepperdine side for that uh, West Coast Conference game. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this gentleman admitted to me via text yesterday that while on this show with Jeff Parlay last week or the week before, he made the outlandish remark that he is considering, perhaps for a moment, betting the Lakers at 50-1 to 1 to win the NBA title. 
He also also admitted to me that he was considering a self-imposed ban from the program. Because of his honesty, we've decided to invite him back on. It's Will Hill, the host of the New York City Cast. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Gil? Welcome back. You look good. You look tan. You look ready. You know, run for office. I mean, you're uh, you're raring to go. Uh, I'm here to announce that I'm running for office. Will that's exactly what I'm. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, I think I, I think two weeks is fair. Three weeks is a little tough. I didn't say you should bet it. I just said, hey, when when can you get LeBron at fifty to one to win the West? Is it worth a discussion? Jeff, to his credit, said no. It's probably not worth a discussion. I thought maybe you know what the West is wide open. Paul was hurt. Draymond is hurt. Boy, the Lakers are bad. I actually uh, played the Clippers tonight. I'm pretty much blindly backing whoever the Lakers are playing. They are easy to fade, man. I know they they came back and actually covered some of the numbers against the Mavs the other night, but that Laker team is just a disaster. Yeah, Felica went under on them, adjusted season win total at DraftKings. They were 37 and a half. They lost the Mavs, quickly went to 36 and a half, I believe it was. Or was it 36 and a half to 35 and a half? It moved down a game either way. Um, by the way, self-imposed ban does not mean we are not conducting our own internal investigation on it. I just want you to know. Fair. So the matter is still pending. Um, about so about the NBA again. So you say you're on the Clippers. Is that what you? you, you I am on the Clippers. On the I'm Clippers. pretty much fading the Lakers blindly here. Okay, so we on primetime action last night, which I do with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Um, I've heard we. <laughs> just, I'm just curious if you'd heard. I just want to say that every time. Uh, drinking game. I'm curious. We we were Kelly said because we usually do power rankings in the NFL, right? We we rarely do them in the NBA. And Kelly was like, okay, do your top ten NBA power rankings. And this, Will, was an impossible task because there are so many teams where you're like, okay, am I power ranking them for this moment, this day, or am I power ranking them for what they're going to be in three or four weeks or beyond? Because, you know, what do you do with the Warriors? Well, uh, we all stuck them at five. We didn't talk about it beforehand because we're like, well, they're in our brains. Basically, the, the macro sentence was, well, they're they're better than five with Draymond, but they're probably worse than five without him. So five. Right. The Nuggets. What do you do with them with it's one thing to have Jokic and they're still playing well, but obviously Porter Jr., maybe Murray on the horizon. Uh, there's any number of teams like this. I, I'm curious, who would you, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but like, what would be your top five? Boy, it's tough. It, it reminds me of the NFL. I said the same thing into the NFL season. I was like, I want to fade all these top teams. I guess you're better off just taking some long shots. And it kind of played out where the Bengals at 100 to 1, or, you know, before the season or whatever, the Bengals were a long shot. They got there. The Niners is a long shot, almost got there. Kind of at the same place with the NBA, where it's like, you know what, the Suns. Uh, they don't fit the prototype of a typical NBA you know, champion. Usually you have a top three, top five player if you win a championship. The Suns don't have that. I mean, Puck, uh, Booker's good. Paul's good. They're not great. Uh, you know, they, all these teams have questions. That's funny. A top five. Um, yeah. In no particular order, I would say Bucks, Sixers, Suns. Jeez, uh, Bucks, Sixers, Suns. I'll still put the Nets in there because Durant's going to be back. And for five, I'll begrudgingly put the Warriors in there. It's a toss up between the Warriors and the Heat. It's really it's a it's, tough exercise. I'm just curious what you guys had. Yeah, well, it was all different. I mean, we, we while we all had the Warriors at five, like Kelly had the Heat at one. I still had Phoenix at one because uh, they're still playing well even without Chris Paul. I can't remember who Matt had at one. Might have been the Sixers. Um, so it was all over the place. But basically, I'm curious because you did include the Bucks. And so yeah. I made sure to put the Bucks were still like six or seven to me, but I made sure to include them. If they don't come back and win that game miraculously last night, do you think you would have included them in your top five just now? 
No, they're out. They're at the bottom five. That's how <laughs> that's how this business works. That's right. Uh, I've kind five. of been back and forth. Um, you know, I've been giving them the benefit of the doubt, giving them the benefit of the doubt. That Nets loss Saturday night was really concerning. I don't know if you saw that. They had yeah. a big lead. Nets came back. They came back again. And uh, I'm, I'm still kind of giving them a pass because I think there's a little championship hangover. I think they're playing possum. We see teams that win championships do this. They don't have the same defensive intensity in the regular season. Uh, I do think they need Lopez, but you know what? I mean, like I said, they had a very short off season. They won that title. What late July, mid July yeah. holiday went to the Olympics. Middleton went to the Olympics. I do think you'll get an extra gear for them come the playoffs. So uh, I, I would still put uh, the, the bucks in there. And plus you got a great player in Giannis. So yeah. I, I still put the bucks in there. I felt uh, basically that was what I just wanted to wrap that, that up with. I felt the same way about the bucks as I did with the warriors, which is dismiss at your own peril, right? They've, they've shown they can do it. Dismiss them at your own peril, despite what we see on a day-to-day basis now, obviously with the drama with uh, Philly and the Nets, who Kevin Durant comes back tonight. Any other NBA picks tonight? Um, I did take the Nets tonight. I, I did take the Nets. I watched a lot of the Heat Bucks game, and the, boy, what a collapse that was by Miami. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Um, I worry about Miami's uh, issues offensively, just creating offense, ball handlers, shooters, you know, People claim Butler is a top 10 player and he is a hell of a player, but you can't really initiate the offense through Butler. He, he struggles uh, against Giannis, which is kind of, kind of ironic because they swept him in the bubble a couple of years ago. That's really a tough matchup uh, for the heat. Um, so I took the nets. I grabbed it three and a half. I, I, I said on the podcast this morning that it'll probably close three or under. I'm not surprised the nets are taking money. Uh, I think a Durant coming back in the 19 finals when he missed all that time and boom, he couldn't miss a shot. So I kind of don't worry about Durant. You know, usually you'd worry about rust after missing so much time. Yeah. Durant's kind of a different animal. I think he'll basically just hit every shot. Like I always expect him. To. Yeah. His game doesn't really need a ramp up kind of thing. Did you think Butler got fouled on that tie up late in that game last night? Tough. I, I would probably have to see it again. I saw it twice. I thought it was 50 50. He probably could have called a foul, though. Yeah. Usually he, they call a he foul. Was just, he was just straight faced, right? Like he didn't help the cause. Yeah. He was just like, well, I guess it's a foul. So while well, well, the rest of his teammates and his coaches going, are going nuts. Uh, college basketball, obviously, in full swing as well. We only have a couple minutes left here. Uh, any picks, whether in conference play or non conference play, conference tournament play or non conference tournament play tonight? First round of the Sun Belt. We get some daytime college yes. basketball conference tournament action. UT Arlington. Uh, they swept Louisiana in the regular season. They averaged, they scored over 80 points, both games, 80 plus in both of them. Uh, Lafayette's a little banged up. Uh, they got a key player, Julian out their point cards banged up. Although I think he's going to play. Uh, this is just a tough matchup for Lafayette. I took the three and a half year with Arlington. Um, who do you like? Who I've never had a chance to talk to you about this, but like when you look March madness now, 10 days away from selection Sunday, Yes. what's give me, give me the handful of teams you think have a legit shot at this. Boy, Arizona's Arizona's good is pretty damn good. I don't know if you watched them against USC. I, the other I did. Oh, I was gushing God. about it. That was unbelievable. Ran them out of the building. Yeah. Ran them out of the building. You know, what's funny too. Usually Calipari, Kentucky's got a one seed. They get a lot more buzz. I don't know if it's because they don't have that one and done, you know, top five, top three pick uh, for the NBA, but they're, they're kind of flying under the radar for a Kentucky team. That's going to be bit. a one seed now, only bit. eight to one. It's not, you're not getting huge value there, but should be a fun tournament. I mean, uh, pretty wide open. You got, I don't know, 10, 12 teams that maybe that can win it all. I think that number is usually smaller than bigger, but this, this year it seems uh, more wide open than usual. Who don't you trust at all among the conventional Purdue, w- Purdue. before I can even finish Purdue. Sense, Purdue don't guard well enough. Yeah. They don't guard well enough at all. Even though Jaden Ivey is just spectacular. Oh, he, He's fantastic. That, Ari- that fantastic. Arizona thing, though, I, I'm glad you brought that up again because people miss that game. 
and they had just come off the loss again again to Colorado, so they were probably like just raring to play again. But they just that there was a sequence late in the first half where every play was this touchdown pass kind of thing, and you're just like they made USC look like Shamanad. Yes, they made USC look like Shamanad basically. It was incredible. So you're right. Their best game is an awesome Ooh, game. Scary. The question is, can you have six of those? Well, you don't. You might not need six of them in a row, but can you can you put a few of them in a row? Uh, during the tournament, we shall see. Will, always a pleasure. Uh, the New York City cast, tell everybody how many times a week you do that. Four times a week. We had the Bear on last week. Chris Felica, Jason Weingarten this past one day talking some baseball, which who knows when we'll get that. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. VEASAN.com slash podcast. I have heard of those two guys, Chris and Jason. I have heard they're of them. They're good. Yeah, they're good. I should get them on the show. Will Hill, everybody, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it as always. See you guys. Bill Krakenberger next, unscripted with the Crackman. I am told in studio, this is a treat. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.